Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the 19th episode, part two, of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 shows that we will be studying kate i said part two because this is the first time in tender love and care question mark history that we've had to do this it was a lot to watch and it was a lot to talk about. We didn't want to, we wanted to do everything like justice to 90 day fiance, the single life. And so we gave it time and we talked about it a lot. We did. Fine. You know, the wheel of shame works in mysterious ways. We know that. And never has it been so clear as it has been in the past couple of weeks, because listeners to refresh, we three weeks ago, two weeks ago, something like that, we pulled sister wives and we decided because it's so monstrous we were like we'll just do seasons one through to four then the next week we pulled a 90-day fiance the single life huge juggernaut of tlc glory so we were very excited there was only a couple of seasons we were like we can do it then we also pulled sister wives again so it was four more seasons that we had to go through kate and i tried last week listeners we recorded for well over two hours with audio issues as well that we had to out well over two hours 
and we skip I would say skimmed 90 day fiance the single life we were skipping notes we were trying to go quickly and it still was over two hours I mean, there were times that I, there was a point in the podcast, if you listened uh, to episode, so that's episode 19, part one, just single life, 90 day, uh, 90 day, the single life that I stopped at one point and realized we've been recording for well over an hour and we weren't even halfway through. <laughs> I mean, we so, we didn't even start on Jesse. Jesse is two hours. And that's not for his ego, by the way. That's for me completely breaking him down in a um, uh, like armchair psychology way. Um, it was a lot. So we just went, Kate and I just decided kind of as we were recording, we we're like, there's no way that we can have <laughs> release a five hour podcast or something. <laughs> so we have split what the Wheel of Shame gave us in episode 18 into two shows episode 19 part one episode 19 part two which you are listening to right now which is just going to be one show and it's just going to be sister wives and we are because sister wives has 800 seasons we are just we're going in fours so we did one through four last the week before last we're doing um five through to eight on this one um and still still kate there is so much can you imagine if the wheel of shame gives us sister no wouldn't I will freak out if that happens. I because we've already pulled what did we do? We pulled one which was the Plath family, is that how you pronounce it? Plath, yeah. Yeah, the Plath family. So we've got to pull another one now. Hang on, does that mean <laughs> we'll figure this out at some point because we're releasing this after yeah okay because we decided that's what we were doing i'm sorry this is i'm we're really trying to work sound both kate and i are in like 800 degree heat as well right now so <laughs> what it is is it's kind of one show in the sense that we're doing part a part b and then we have pulled one we were like should we just spin the wheel of shame for our two shows um at the end of the second part of this and we were like kate was like no let's just give the listeners one pull of the wheel of shame so we did that for last week class family we're going to pull another one this week and then we'll have our two shows for next week's episode yeah because there's three episodes or sorry three seasons of welcome to plathville and the fourth season is currently airing so there's a lot to talk about i god that's a lot so if we get that and sister wives four more seasons we're gonna be in the shitter but um (laughs) before we go i mean we're gonna have to dive into this kate but i will let you know just before we started i grabbed an ice pack because it's so hot and listeners we can't have the ac on because it will cause too much noise for your darling precious ears so kate and i are just sweating it out with fans on and i grabbed one of those um ice packs that like say all over it do not put directly on the skin and i'm just putting it directly on my skin because i'm so you're a wild woman i'm so and by the way it's nearly already melted it's that (laughs) hot in my house right now just turn to mush immediately i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm gonna stick it right up my dress okay so um (laughs) let's should i do the description for people who maybe didn't know please please okay so this is how tlc describes the show sister wives 
The rarely seen world of a polygamous family is documented in Sister Wives, which follows Cody Brown, his four wives, and their combined 18 children trying to live as a normal family in a society that shuns their lifestyle. Three of the wives, Mary, Janelle, and Christine, have worked for years with Cody to develop a cohesive, loving unit, and their marriages produce 13 kids. Then wife number four, Robin, and her three children were added to the family much later, a development that produced mixed feelings, insecurities, and uncertainties. Will it disrupt the balance and change the Browns' lives for the worse? Great reading. Great reading there, Kate. I think you really you really gave it your all on that one. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm working on that, you know, just so I can I can also get some gigs out of this. Listen, listeners, just so you're aware, we are trying to make as much money as possible. We will sell whatever you like. We'll sell anything for you. So as well as bringing you all this high quality content uh, about uh, reviewing, you know, TLC shows, we also want to get some voiceover gigs. We also want to be able to do, I mean, I'll go to car showrooms and like, you know, talk about the latest cars i'll record some so oh you know what i'm even gonna do i'm gonna record voicemails for people because if that 50 bucks for a voicemail 50 bucks for a voicemail and i will um record a great voicemail for you um and you know the, the our dreams really are to get into cameo that would oh. be the best if we getting onto cameo for anyone that's not familiar cameo is this site where you pay you can pay for celebrities to give you a video message, right? And if you go on to Cameo and see the type of celebrities that are on there, let's say there's a lot of TLC. And I'm not bashing it. I got messages from my dream angel housewives, from Lou, from Dorinda, from Sonia. Like I, Sonia's one was <laughs> barely even made sense. <laughs> As it should. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of Sonia, we have to oh. give a shout out to your lovely customer from your Etsy store that wore the Sonia's intern t-shirt and met Sonia in it and took a photo. Listeners, listeners, something really magical happened. Um, as you know, I try and hawk my stuff as much as possible on this podcast. So I have an Etsy store, a Brit in the sun. You can go to my Instagram, a Brit in the sun. And um, it started off with just housewife stuff. And then I added a load of pop culture stuff in there, which you can see. But one of my best sellers is a t-shirt that just says Sonia's interns. Because if you know anything about Sonia from Real Housewives of New York, she is a glory. She is an icon. She is everything for reality TV and for the world, quite frankly. Um, and she would always have these tons of interns running around. Well, you know, if you if you know Sonia. So anyway, I made this t-shirt. People love it. It's been purchased a lot. And then someone uh, messaged me a couple of weeks ago. She was going to the gig and she wore it at the gig and it was awesome. She got some photos. Then I had another customer contact me and say, I have a VIP ticket and I'm going to meet Sonia and I want to wear your shirt there. So she got the shirt. She went last night. She sent me a photo of Ms. Sonia Tremont Morgan next to this customer in a shout out to Sammy who bought the shirt. She's amazing. She got a photo with Sonia in the Sonia's intention shirt. And Sonia said, Oh, I love your shirt. 
Um, it was a dream come true. And you know, I asked her, how was she? Please tell me she's a dream angel. And she said, she's exactly how you think she is. She's, she was um, very, very kind, uh, but completely frazzled, just completely <laughs> all over the place. And I was like, that's perfect. I imagine her just digging in her purse and there's like snotty Kleenexes falling yeah, out and dogs. like, yeah, just everything. And <laughs> she's like, trying, yeah, oh, wires, <laughs> a bunch of, yeah, yarn, craft supplies Hair. and then like a, bot- a wig, wig <laughs> clippings. Yeah. It's just <laughs> makeup, just everything. And like phone numbers on pieces of paper. Like, you know, the old school like that, that she'd have her there. It would just be so good. Um, anyway, we digress, but thank you for that shout out, Kate. Yes, it was yeah. amazing. So I don't, I, I mean, we could spend a while going over what happened in seasons one through to four of Sisterwise, but honestly, it would take so long. Um, I think the best thing listeners is go back. If you haven't listened to, um, uh, the episode and we review what happened one through to four of sister wives, how it kind of started, what was happening, um, with Cody and his wives. And I think we should just go into season five, Kate. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. I, this is the season because the way Kate and I, you know, take notes can sometimes be the same, sometimes different for the season. I just wrote notes under, you know, seasons and season five. I've got very, very, very little, but the first thing I wrote is debt, just (laughs) debt. The ladies of Cody, Cody's ladies, Janelle, Mary, Christine and Robin um his four wives at the end of i think it was probably season four had decided that they were gonna st- <laughs> start a business <laughs> sorry start a business called my sister wife's closet and by the way i shouldn't be so cheeky i'm doing an online business it's extremely hard it's extremely hard to promote yourself to, that's that's we that's the only reason i had a podcast i just wanted to promote my no, but um, it's very, very hard and, you know, to get customers and clientele and get the word out and stuff like that. Um, the problem is, is that they created a line of jewelry. It was very expensive and a lot of it, we kind of described it as Claire accessory like. Is that fair, Kate? Yeah, it's all silver sterling silver and it's little charms and things it's nothing that I feel a sophisticated woman or man Mm -hmm. who wants to spend that amount of money that's not how they want it to look no and it's nothing's original and it's like so what's going on between the wives is it was Robin's idea she decided to do this now remember she's the young skinny one that they all hate and um apart from Cody he does not hate her um so it was kind of her idea and we saw in the last couple of seasons her just scribbling designs on a blank piece of paper or even a lined piece of paper I think it was (laughs) Her kid's notebook. Her kid's notebook. Uh, by the way, there are uh, notebooks available on my Etsy. Um, and she's so she's drawing these designs. And uh, Janelle, who is the one that's probably the most um, business savvy, I would say she's had a lot of work outside of the home. She knows what it's like to be to deal with finances. She does all the finances in the house. She just goes, it's quite trite. Like she just had... <laughs> It, because it wasn't original, it was just hearts. Anyway, just yeah. So Kate and I had a laugh. We went onto the website, which was, it wasn't exactly down, but the last blog, 
entry was in 2019. And it did say that they were just, um, you know, to check back for um, check back for updates. Don't know how long we have to wait on that. But there was a photo of all of them together on it. Cody in the middle, striking photo. So you can go to my sisterwifescloset.com. I think that's what it was. So we opened season five and they're still talking about oh <laughs> Closet. Oh my gosh. Give it up. Janelle's out of it. She, does, she doesn't want anything to do with this yet. And she's kind of like, I just really can't. I don't know if this is going to work. It's not making any money. And that was the whole thing. It's like, this thing isn't making any money. Um, we've got to figure out how to, because didn't they want to like open a gym with this money? I've never heard anything about that since either. Yeah, that was Janelle's dream. She thought that would be great. And then they were like, no, that's way too much overhead costs. Let's do the jewelry thing. But it wasn't making sales. And Janelle realized that there's no way in hell that mm-hmm. this jewelry company is going to support four families, four large families. Four. And this brings something up that I also put in my notes for season five. Does Cody not have a job anymore? You never see him talk about it or doing anything. So I don't think he does. Because this makes no sense, listeners. So when you first see it in season one, they don't, they're currently, they moved to Vegas, but they opened that they were in Utah. And he said, I'm very successful um, salesman in advertising. I think that's how it was just described. When they went public in season one, when, I mean, they all lost their jobs. So they talk a lot in season five about debt, about how nobody's working. And I'm thinking, where's this comment on Cody? Because Cody always had jobs. Is he working and is he just hiding it because he are- doesn't want to talk about it? Well, how much are they making from the show? Maybe that's what's holding them together. I mean, I don't, we've talked about this before about money, like agents in the field. This is what we need to know. We need people who've worked on these shows to find out how much they earn because perhaps maybe they're in season five now and they, but how much money do you need? They have four houses, 108 kids. I, some of them are going to university and they start talking about paying for uni. And I'm like, so Kate, do you think that it's just the case that they are just using, they just have TV money? I think the TV money is not a lot, but it's enough to, scrape by they can you know they can Mm. buy food they can keep the lights on with it but I don't think they have a bunch banked up from it because they yeah because they do talk about how because you don't you're right you don't see any of them going to work I did start to think we were talking about that maybe Cody had a job but he was not discussing it but he's always there so I don't think that is the case and I think that probably I don't know what year this is season five there may have been endorsements that they may have had on Insta, but now this is really going back Mm -hmm. I don't know anyway this is a big discussion they are like we have to get this business off the ground um so they decide to do an expo um they go to some like meeting hall some I don't know it was a really odd place and this was in was this the one that they did in Utah or was it this one in Vegas do you remember yeah so they it's in St. George, Utah. That's it. And it's a big um, community of the FLDS. And people not in that community are super anti-polygamous. No, no, no. It's of LDS. LDS. Sorry. Yes. I yeah, yeah, yeah. misread that. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's So they go to St. George and it's all, you know, um, 
members of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints, which is known as the Mormons, LDS, and they are staunchly against polygamy. So all of them are really worried about going into this because they were like, we're going into a ton of people that don't agree with us. We've been on TV now. They know what we're like. And they set up this little, this, their little stall. And it was all very kind of chintzy. And there was like fairy lights everywhere. And all of them were there. All of them were stressed. No one really wanted to be there apart from Mary and Robin. So Janelle's there just like on her phone. And then Christine, I don't think even turned up or she turned up for like a hot minute. She was bored. I think she was walking around or something. Yeah. And then they show people coming up and they're like, we need to, they had to sell like so much. They were like, we have to sell like 300 and they ended up selling like 29 pieces or something to make it worth it. But they were having people up and a lot of people were just like, it's really expensive. And then Robin was giving these elaborate stories about, I got this for my sister wives because the, you know, the four of us became fought, all this stuff. And everyone's like, uh-huh, Yeah. Then the camera crew starts interviewing people that are at the oh, expo. Oh my God. Okay. These okay. women oh, okay. were so hostile. The so, one lady, yeah. she literally said, I don't like it. I hate them. She, she says, says, I, I hate, hate them. them. I hate them. It was these, you know, LDS that were so angry. She said, they're just, it was so Dutch. Like it's all about sex. You know, it's all about sex for him. I hate them. But it was just like, all right, well, thanks for uh, letting us bend your ear for uh, getting your opinion on the show. So there was people there that just didn't want anything to do with any of them. So you see them, you know, it was really, it was rubbish. And they said that they were, cl- they closed everything up. They got a few sales and Janelle's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Christine's like, I don't know why we're doing this. And it's really just Robin and Mary that are like, they're, they're close. And they're like, we can do this. We can do this. And then Cody comes in. I can't. His hair. And I know we keep going on about it, but it's, he's balding up front. So he just keeps growing it. And it's like the texture of straw mixed with like a powder puff. It's just the strangest. It's like stringy cotton candy. Yes. That's what it is. And it just floats and he loves the flick of the hair. And season five, he's still in love with the camera. I mean, it's got, it's possibly got worse. I don't know if it could. He is just in love with that camera. Um, They do start talking about how Vegas, since they've moved to Vegas, it's like tearing the, tearing the family apart because at this point, Kate, they haven't, yeah, they haven't purchased all the houses, right? Not yet. So that's the other part about season five. Um, They're all trying to get approved for the financing to build four houses next Mm -hmm. door to each other because they feel that living too far apart disrupts the family dynamic. Yeah. And they want the kids to be able to run to each other's houses and they don't have to worry. So they're going to build these houses. And that's a big thing. They're, they're worrying about their debts. Like, um, Robin got saddled with a bunch of debt from her ex during the divorce. And like Christine's worried about her unpaid water bill or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are trying to get into these new houses before Christmas. They're obsessed with getting in before Christmas because they're convinced if they all have Christmas together, their kids will just live there forever and they can 
just suffocate them. Talking about kids, there's this one kid who's the eldest, Logan, who we discussed in the last seasons and uh, the last episode. And I'm just I'm still suspicious of Logan. Don't know what's going on there. There's something going on there and I can't quite figure it out. But he goes to uni and you just never see him again. Like He literally goes to university and pops up a couple of times in the next four seasons. But he's out like he's like peace. He doesn't want to do doesn't believe in polygamy is like an atheist, which I, I'm all like good for you. But I find it really funny how this kid is just you just never see him again. Like he's gone. He's yeah, out. Of course. He's probably having oh, some drinking. Exactly. Secretly. Exactly. I will go into what I found out on social media on Instagram because I did do some stalking of all these people's Instagrams. And yeah, Logan's living a life. Logan's having his beers. He's having his ladies. He's enjoying. He's enjoying it. Um, so they're all so as I say, debt. And as you were saying, Kate, it's about these houses. So you go through and you find out that Robin is the one that's that that she's most concerned about because she had all of this. Um, all of this debt, as you say, from the ex-husband and this divorce. And what was crazy is they're talking about mortgages, right? Of, by the way, building houses. They're building four houses. Can you imagine huge, how much? Huge houses too. Can you imagine the cost of that? I think TLC, I don't know. what. There's no, even if TLC, let me just throw this out. Even if TLC had given them a contract to do season five and say season six for half a million dollars, which by the way, did not happen. But let's just say that you're building four houses that would probably eat up. I mean, I mean, that would, half a million would probably do like three of them. I don't, I don't get it. Kate. It's, it's not adding up. I need to see the tax returns. Honestly, we always want to see people. Yeah. Kate and I are nosy bitches. We want to get <laughs> into people's salaries. We want, because these TLC shows, to, I really, that is, that is a bigger thought that we're going to get onto, but he, so none of them have jobs. Apparently they have 19 kids or 18 kids at this point, eight, so 17 at this point, they're talking about debt. Robin says that um, when they were talking about mortgages, this shocked me as well. But this is Nevada. The the real estate uh, person goes to them. Yeah, we just need to get your credit score up, Robin. Um, as long as you can get into the six hundreds, you'll be fine. I'm sorry, you can get a mortgage when your credit score is in the six hundreds. Where are we? I, I, and they don't have jobs. Yeah, there's that. We don't know how much the TV money is. And Cody's also on it. And we don't know his credit score. So maybe his is good. I, I just, there's so many questions. Um, so, you know, um, so they're talking about, um, the houses, um, and then on all this debt and then Robin goes and is like, uh, so I'm thinking about another baby. None of them have jobs, no money. Let's have another bit. And then they're like, you know what we should do? Let's go on a road trip. So they have four days, two RVs driving all day for four days in RVs with 20, what is it? 23 people, 24 people. It was honestly the most miserable thing I've seen. All of them were like needed antidepressants by the end of it. Okay. My worst nightmare. It was my worst nightmare. They were just driving and driving and driving. And this is the one where they were going to basically do like they wanted to find out the history of their religion. So they were going, it's like a pilgrimage in a sense. So they were all just in these vans driving like 
I don't know, 14 hours a day or something to get places. And then you find out that um, they are, you know, some of them are related to some people that were in the uh, quite prominent in the Mormon faith. And they get all these history lessons with all these kids. And then they all drive back. But they were like fighting the whole time. You see Cody having a little uh, temper tantrum as well. He gets scary. I think it's under there. It's under there. Like he's always jovial and he's always like so much, so much is revealed in these four seasons. You Mm -hmm. learn a lot more about what's really going on with these people and who really doesn't want to be there. Uh, Hint, it's Mm -hmm. all of them. (laughs) Um, The cracks are starting to show. They are really, (laughs) really. They become craters very quickly. Um, So this road trip, not much to say. They just went to all of these, you know, places apart their religion. They were crying about stuff and then they met. Um, They weren't allowed to go into a certain section uh, because the LDS um, mainstream Mormons said, you know, we don't want them in there because they really don't want anything to do with polygamy. So they don't want anything to do with Cody. Um, I'm trying to think what else they have for this season because the next season is all about Christmas. What else is in season five, Kate? Do you have anything else? Uh, Let's see. I think that's all I have for five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so season six is the one that I do have a ton of notes for. My first line is just house, house, and more houses. The running theme, and you'll see it through all of the seasons we're going to talk about, plus I'm sure the ones in the future, they just move constantly. Every season has about two or three people moving. And I'm it's honestly ridiculous. It is so much so stress inducing the boxing up of stuff that they they do constantly, Kate. And they have all these kids. So they have all this stuff. It's just always, always packing. They're just always packing, always packing. So they had decided, as Kate said, they want to get in these houses. They're going back and forth. And you saw this in season five, going back and forth to the houses, checking out the architect is getting really annoyed because they keep going in and trying to make changes. And by the way, these aren't like small two, three bedroom houses. They're all like five to six bedroom houses, four of them. And they're all in a cul-de-sac at the end of a cul-de-sac, all next to each other. And you're just thinking, once again, money, but I need to get over it. It's I will never, maybe never find out. I don't know. Um, or we should do some research to find out. I, I actually looked. Uh, we took a short little break and I looked. Um, and so In Touch Weekly reports <laughs> that the family or TLC spends around 250 to 400,000 on every episode and the Browns get 10% of the per episode budget. So that means they're getting anywhere from 25,000 to 40,000 per episode to split among them. Oh, there we go then. Okay. So per episode and there are like how many Well, it goes on to say they've made around 3 million total from filming alone since 2010 when the series started, which equates to about 375K annually. Okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, Cody quit his job. Okay. Got it. Cody doesn't have a job. Got it. Thank you for that, Kate. Yeah. Okay. That's, that makes, everything makes sense now. So they are um they are basically going okay we need to get to the houses so they've decided that they are going to do christmas on january the 2nd 
because they think then everybody will be in their house, which was so strange to me. It was like all these kids on like December the 25th. I just found that really strange. They're just like, no, it's not Christmas. You're not celebrating Christmas. Get over here. We're having a regular breakfast. It was so strange. These kids, they're like, oh God, here we go. There, it's just pure chaos all the time. It is. Yeah. And what also they had started to do that you see the kids are getting like in these first couple of seasons, the first four, they're all very much like, you know, the real perfect family. Um, and then you get into seeing um, when they want to do their, what is it? Hang on. The, the mission, the family mission statement. I don't know which one of these morons idea it was to do this family mission statement, but they would gather these like 18 kids or 17 or whatever there are and say, all right, we're all going to do a family mission statement. It wasn't one paragraph. It was like, you know, whiteboards out. Okay, let's start with finances. And then let's start with the, you know, how we want to treat each other. And and these kids had to sit and go. It was mind-numbing for a viewer. They got the edited version. So we cannot imagine what it was like for these kids. I can't believe how much they made them work on this. It was so stupid. And remember, they started doing it because they go on vacation with Cody's, the, that family that's like the perfect version of them. Oh. And they have a mission statement because the guy, the dad's like, I went to business school and I decided we should have a family mission statement. And Cody's <laughs> like, yeah, so should we. Yeah, that's why. Okay, got it. It was really it was really bad. It was so mind-numbing. And it was like pages and pages long. And then they also decided on something big that was going to happen. And this is how they wrapped out the season. Not that we're getting to the very end, but just to say there was a lot of preparation building up to. They decided to do a commitment ceremony. Now, Kate, we could talk about the commitment ceremony this entire podcast. So they move into the houses. They all get the houses. They celebrate Christmas. And Cody, before Christmas, it was maybe like, well, they, I guess they're doing it on January 2nd. Cody had said, all right, before Christmas, my mom always sends like her homemade caramels, he said, for Christmas. So um, I have decided, this is, he decided, I decided it would be really fun to have a competition for all of you wives. All of you wives on Christmas Day are going to follow my mom's recipe and make me caramels. I'll decide which are the best. I just, I'm sorry. That's, is that my Christmas present as well to make you caramels? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. The wives are all just like, okay. And Robin's like, you mean like I have to do this on Christmas day? He's like, yeah, it'll be so much fun. Whenever any of these adults use the word fun, you, you know, you're in to see the most cringy, desperate, desperately unfunny thing that's about to happen so all the women are like okay Cody we'll do it and it's Christmas morning and you know all the kids open their presents and stuff and then they go into the kitchen they start making these caramels and Robin and Mary have decided you know what we're gonna have a little bit of fun Uh, so they're like like hysterically laughing when I say this so they're on the phone to like this like this craft store which was really weird that had like such a weird story so they call this craft store and they're like we have this amazing plan they're like all laughing they're like what we're gonna do is this store that we go to has amazing caramels so we're just gonna get some we're gonna pretend 
for hours like crying laughing so i'm like okay so they're calling like a a like um a a a, a chocolate shop or something but they're calling this craft store that just has like this probably four-year-old kind of box of free caramels at the register disgusting so i'm like hang on you mean those free caramels that are in like random stores no idea where they came from got bits of hair on them like in the wax paper that's where you're going you didn't decide to go to an actual sweet shop you decided to just go to someone that had free weird caramels at the register they gotta make that dollar stretch (laughs) so they went for the free ones i guess so they go there they they get a load they're like oh can you help us out we're doing this hysterical trick on cody and i'm like there's got to be more to this that is so hysterical they come back that robin is lit robin's literally like cold over laughing kate and i start to think i wonder if they're just all on a lot of medication to deal with him and just their lives in general and that's why this is so funny that is I would have loved to watch it with that lens of, oh, they just all got really stoned. Like they ate edibles. Yeah. That would be. No, you know what they would be? They would be on completely doctor prescription because, you know, they're like, we can't, God forbid we smoke weed, but I'll take Xanax every day. Yeah. They're just giggling their asses off about this caramel. And then they go, and then this is Christmas day. Well, January 2nd. See, even their Christmases are weird. Like, they can't have a proper Christmas. No. So they they go in and they're like, it's time. It's time for Cody. So this, these are like five, six scenes we're watching it. Then Cody comes into the kitchen, tries them all, and Robin just can't contain her laughter. And so Cody's like, oh, hang on. Oh, you guys are up to something. It's, I mean, watching, it is so cringy. It is so cringy Kate and I look at Janelle and she's dead in the eyes she's gone I mean she was gone a long time ago but she's just like I feel as though Janelle just looks and goes I'm better than everyone here yeah Janelle's like get me out of here and into Wall Street baby she's done I mean Christy well we'll get to Christine but Christine was also like you guys and you're just like this is your joy I it was really it was it was a long it was a long time too I I kept looking up and I'm like, they're still talking. They're doing, they're still doing the caramel scene. I know. I know. It was a lot anyways. Yeah. So we had to be put through that torture and then, so they're (laughs) in the houses and then it's all about this commitment ceremony. Now they, oh, they do. They have started to go to marriage therapy as well. They have a family therapist and they're talking about the mission statement and they had discovered that through the marriage therapist or the therapy retreat or whatever they did at some point that they were asked, would the wives stay together if Cody died? And they straight out were like, no. And um, he was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, ooh, we're going to have to fix this. So let's have a commitment ceremony. So all of them are like, fuck. <laughs> so for me, I was very happy that this happened because there are elements, Kate, I need to talk to you about. So we see the build up to this commitment ceremony, which involves this family mission statement for 
weeks, right? Episode upon episode. And it's coming close to the day. So what they do is they gather all these kids, they walk through, they're basically going to do, you know, all of them, every single family member is going to sign. They printed out this family mission statement, right? And it's this big ornate canvas thing and everyone's going to put their signature on it because we all agree, even though the kids never listened to any of it, didn't want anything to do with that. They're like, this is what we're going to do. So they had them, by the way, think of Vegas and think of the sun. All these people are stood out in this blazing heat. They're like, okay, we need to rehearse this again. So Mary, you'll come up and you'll sign it. All right. And then you'll go back. Then we'll have a speech. Then we'll have another speech. And then another kid will come up. And I just thought they're all going to be sunburned. That's all I could think about. It was they're all sweating and it's just. Oh, it's- and the, and they, they start that bonfire to burn the duffel bag outside. And I'm like, these kids are having to sit through this. And it's like, I didn't see why were they burning a duffel bag? Because it symbolized, because it was the duffel bag Cody would always use to go from house to house. No. And it, and it symbolized him not having to do that anymore. And they all oh hated my. the duffel bag because it meant that he was leaving them. So they burned it in a bonfire. Hey, hey guess what? I don't think everyone hated seeing that duffel bag getting pulled out. I oh, think hell that, no. I think there are a lot of people each night that were very happy to see that duffel bag. Everyone except out. Robin. Yeah, exactly. So we see them building up to this. And this is where this is where things take a turn. They yeah. decide they need to get dresses made. <laughs> so dresses. Instead, and we use that term very loosely. Now, remember, they call themselves somewhat fundamental uh, Latter-day Saints. So they do believe in modesty, um, you know, covering down to pretty much down to like the elbow. You don't show show cleavage. Um, They wear they don't they wear trousers and stuff like that. But um, so they wanted to get these dresses instead of going out to buy anything. Right. They decided to get someone called Sam to come in and design the clothes. Now I want to talk about Sam a little bit, Kate. Okay. Sam was called in because it was Christine or Robin or someone said, you know, she's our, she's the daughter of a really good friend of ours that just graduated from fashion school and she's going to make the dresses. Now I understand that this was a, I don't know what year season six was, but maybe 2012, 13, something like that. Styles change. I get it. I'm talking just about Sam now. So Sam comes over and when I say she looks very Vegas um, and it deteriorates rapidly what she's wearing from the first time you see her to the day of the commitment ceremony, she comes in and she's wearing Hot Topic. I, I Best way I'd kind of describe it, like a spiked um, wristband thing, a um, chunky belt, um jazzy earrings in i mean like lightning bolt plastic jazzy earrings you kind of get the idea of how i'm describing sam you know fashion (laughs) (laughs) yeah guys it's fashion you heard of it sweaty (laughs) (laughs) evidently not because when i saw sam it took my breath away. But I will say this, at least even though everything she was wearing was straight out of Hot Topic and Claire's accessories. Maybe we should get Claire's accessories to sponsor us because a lot of people in TLC shows wear shit 
from Hot Topic and TLC uh, and uh, Claire's accessories. So even though what she was wearing looked like that, she was at least done a makeup had her mm-hmm. hair done and was wearing these hideous clothes. Mm-hmm. So she comes over and um, the wife's like, okay, so she's going to be doing four dresses for us. Um, Christine, this is kind of what I want. Christine basically wanted to wear a sack. <laughs> her dress, how it ends up, I'll get to. But she stood there and she's like, so you see Sam and she's, you're already seeing there might be something up because she's got a couple of weeks. It's not like next day. She does have a couple of weeks to do these four dresses. The way she's, I know nothing about, you know, pattern cutting or anything, (laughs) but I thought something's going on here because she was taking these measurements rather hurriedly. She was also drawing out the designs, which may or may not have been on a lined piece of paper. And I just thought, (laughs) ooh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. She was making the patterns. She would just throw this horrible scratchy cotton on them and then just with a marker sort of draw on them. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, okay. Freestyle, freestyle. That's not what I've seen on Project Runway. But um, (laughs) so we're watching this and the weeks are going on um, in these episodes and you see Sam coming back. And I swear to God, Every time you saw her, she looked more like bedraggled. She comes in and the so this week the hair isn't done. Next week there's no makeup until you see her. I shit you not. I have to get to when the commitment ceremony day. So what happens with Sam is essentially she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. So she makes these dresses. She gets them to like try it on. They don't <laughs> fit them. They look hideous. The <laughs> material is like cardboard or it's but it's awful right so you see sam getting more and more stressed the only one that's happy with it is um uh christine and when i say what she made for christine was a sack it it was okay it was brown right it was completely brown it was a round neck like right up to a clavicle long long sleeves and it she Imagine a monk's cassock because that's exactly what it looked like. I'm pulling up the photos to remind myself. Without the hood. It was just a brown bag. And she puts this piece of shit on her body and she's like, oh, it looks really good. Christine, what happened to you, dude? What happened to you that you think that's what you're going to wear? So she's happy as a lot. It's it's giving Handmaid's Tale. Very Handmaid's Tale-esque. Very. <laughs> and it's like brown, cheap, shiny material. It's horrid. Listeners, Google it. Season six, Christine's dress for the commitment ceremony. So she's happy. But the other three are like, uh, this Sam, we're getting to like three days before the commitment ceremony. And she literally comes in. She that You can see sleep in her eye. I mean, she looks like a hot, mess i started she was wearing clothes that had holes in them and not deliberately <laughs> she, at one point she comes in she's wearing a white like it looked like a maternity bra did you see that it had like thick thick like straps and then she was wearing a thin strap black camisole over it that had holes in it like moth eaten holes 
Again, fashion. This you just don't get it, Pauline. I ev- evidently I need to start wearing white <laughs> maternity bras with black camisoles over it. I honestly was in shock. You saw yeah. her like, like it was that early two thousands camisoles that had like the lace at the top, but it was all like br- ripped. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, full on. She's like, I don't know what to do. So and then she just goes to um. She goes to Robin. She's putting these like half a sleeve on her and sewing something on her body. And she just goes, mm. she looks at her and she goes, this is the day of the commitment. So she looks at her and goes, mm. do you have anything else to wear? <laughs> <laughs> she just had a tap out. She's like, I'm sad. She just gave her and, and Robin just goes, um, I guess so. Yeah. And then Mary just got in a car and went and bought another dress. I mean, it was so (laughs) awful. And then Cody comes out and has looked at them and he looked at Christine's and um, she was like, do you like it? And he's in the voiceover interview going, you know, it's a point when you're kind of like, I should say yes, but no, I don't at all because she she was so proud of it. I don't get, it was awful. Anyway. So the other three had to buy their own dresses um and or just wear something they had they already had and this had been going on weeks and this designer sam even had her mum come in and help i mean honestly you couldn't have made this up you have to see you have to see it they had to go back back to the sister wives closet they did they had to go (laughs) deep in there um and what i i had to do something i was so obsessed with sam i had to look her up kate so are you ready for where sam is now so Tell me. I looked the designer up and I found her LinkedIn profile. Okay. I shit you not. She had added, this was the exact, exact wording, designer, sister wives. She had added that onto her LinkedIn page and it was years ago. So I was like, oh, what's she doing now? Since then, um, I can give you an update on Sam. She's worked as a mover at a moving company she worked as a hostess at glory days grill pottery barn goodwill and is now a help desk technician so to say sam didn't really follow (laughs) up with designing is a little bit of an understatement oh i'm i'm shocked (laughs) she became a mover and worked at pottery barn but you know what sam you gave it a good go i just would really take that off your linkedin i I would really (laughs) take that off your linkedin i feel like her mom made her do it or something yeah it was her mom comes in who like supposedly knows about sewing and they was like honestly i mean a cat could have done a better job it was really bad so the the ceremony's coming up and you see you know they get all of their relatives there's, there's like 250 people coming it was an insane amount of people yeah it was crazy and they were having it all in the back garden and they have people coming in bringing tables and lights and heaters and catering and everyone's well they get family members to make all the food which was like insane amounts of food um and so they just got someone to make it all for them and so that all the wives like cooking the food as well um before and then drink well I guess there's no alcohol but anyway so they then Kate do we need to talk about the band cracking open my second hazy IPA over I here can, I can hear you and I'm really jealous I'm drinking iced coffee and water <laughs> not a drop of alcohol in this house it's pulling I know. 
Do you remember anything about the band that played, Kate? Okay, give it to me. The band. Okay, so the band that Cody was very excited to profile, of course, TLC had some deal with them or something, um, was called Van Lady Love. (laughs) Van Lady Love. Now, musicians travel in a van, and I'm sure not speaking from personal experience, band members have a lot of sex in their van. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've heard. I just heard. I've heard it. Don't know if it's true. South by Southwest. Don't know if it's true. But, um, you know, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. That's for Patreon. Um, so I don't know if that's what they were referencing or it was like, va- but it was called Van Lady Love. And Cody has to do this, but they arrive and Cody has to do this fake, like, hi, hi, how are you doing? Oh, you're such a great band. Like, yeah, I love you guys. You're all so good. And then um, they, they start to set up. You have all the tables out and then they have to do these photos. And Cody, I mean, maniacal. Go on, Kate. The Go photos? On. The photos. Okay. So they're out in the Las Vegas sun beating down upon them Mm -mm, mm -mm. and they're taking family photos so obviously cody has to be in all the photos and the rest of them get to hang out most of the time yeah and so you just see cody start to break (sighs) really break i mean he was like snap he's about to snap and he does this smile it is so dark. He's holding a kid and the camera's going to always holding kid. He's like, take the photo. And he's, and then he just does this fake, like maniacal smile into the camera. And I think what was happening is you saw someone that was completely dehydrated by the Las Vegas sun beating down on him. You could practically see sweat coming through his suit. It was so bad. He's just, he's just clenching his teeth and his yeah. head is shaking. Literally. He honestly was shaking his head. He was having a full on breakdown. And then he's just ang- like super, super angry. And the wives are like, you could tell they all knew what was going on. They're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here comes <laughs> Cody. Th- they always cover for him and make whatever mm. he does sound cute. They're like, oh, and Cody, you know, Cody, I could tell he needs some water. And I'm like, I he know. looks scary. Yeah, I know. And it's always, oh, I know. Yeah. So then we get to the commitment ceremony, which I just thought about all of those guests. Can you imagine how long that went on for? Signing 20-something people, signing that stupid family mission statement. And they read it. And it was one of those things. I don't know if anyone's ever read any pamphlets from um Scientology if you have what it is is basically a bunch of words put English words put together in a sentence that after you finish reading it you realize it doesn't make sense you don't know what you just read but you know you read English words and that's essentially what this family mission statement was it was fluff it was utter repetitive fluff because that's all there is to them. Like they're all just pretending. It it really it was something when they read uh. it out, and I just thought about all those people sat in those chairs. No alcohol, by the way, because they're all Mormon, so they're <sighs> in the Vegas heat with no alcohol. <laughs> I would have a flask between my tits. Oh, I would absolutely. I would say it's an ice pack, but really I'd be drinking from the ice pack. It would, yeah, we'd have to have done something. But um, after this podcast, Kate, for some reason, I don't think we're going to get invited to Cody's home. 
just got just got Aww. feeling yeah just got feeling darn darn it and then so they go through all of this christine's dress was hideous she, oh i put she looked like a shepherd that's what she looked like <laughs> the lord is my shepherd i shall not go. be in want that's what she looked like a shepherd um then hurting the, the children <laughs> seriously should have staff and everything um van lady love played and did i write down i did i wrote down the lyrics you know how i get obsessed with some of these songs that are played on tlc's and their lyrics so i have to write them down Always. first of all cody's dancing is jumping and landing on kids feet so there are kids <laughs> everywhere right and he gets he is like a toddler getting excited about music and like rock it out man like i would honestly would not have been surprised if he'd said that let's rock out with our orange juice i just got he's like stepping on his eight-year-old kid that he hasn't talked to in three weeks <laughs> even know his name yeah it's like who are you again? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you or... <laughs> we all love each other here mckenna he's... michaela McKenna. Yes, some something <laughs> and but he you see these scenes of him jumping and he literally jumps shakes the head the candy floss head uh, or can what cotton candy? We call, by the way we call co- cotton candy candy floss in England. That's a little. Uh, of little, course, you have a cute little name for candy it, floss. We, candy floss. Um, so he's tossing his hair and he's just jumping in these dress shoes and this cheap suit. Sorry, I'm being really, I'm, I'm really going in for it today. But this was honestly this commitment ceremony, and he just jumps up and down really and lands. And there's like four kids around him, like he's just landed on someone's feet. I know he has, and he's like aggressively doing it. It's like a lot. Anyway, the band, one of the lyrics is like season six closes with this, right? And they do this great like pull away shot on the cul-de-sac of these four houses and these like 800 people in the street and it's pulling away and the song the lyrics of this i would i would i would sing it to you but unfortunately i don't remember how this song by van lady love goes but the lyrics are and it's this is a commitment only okay maybe not forever but that's okay love's going to save us all now it was a commitment ceremony, but you're saying maybe not forever, but that's okay. Well, foreshadowing. Yeah, uh, isn't it just? So anyway, uh, that was a highlight for all of this, this commitment ceremony. And yeah. that pretty much was season six, Kate. Yep, that was pretty much it. I have, wait, I have a quick question. Yeah. Do you think that there are more fan- there are more family members in the Brown family or the Cake Boss family? that's hard all i'm envisaging is all of them in one room and i'm getting very claustrophobic right now we can move on let's move on because that's too much for me okay go into season seven i'm sorry okay that was a lot (laughs) so let's see uh mary is going back to college Mm. We didn't talk about the Mary having a baby stuff in the previous seasons. We don't need to say that much about it because it's just the same conversation over and over over again. It's basically Cody saying, Mary, are we going to have another baby? Do you want to have another baby? Robin will Mm -hmm. carry it for you. And Mary being like, I don't know, but you know, like they don't really want another baby. I don't know why they keep talking about it. And I, anyways, so then Mary decides to go back to college and she's really nervous about telling 
um, Robin mm-hmm. because they are the two people that are the most gung ho about my sister wife's closet. Sure. And Robin's disappointed. And it's like, okay, Robin, she's getting her degree. She's getting her degree to help like troubled teens or whatever. So let's come. And by the way, I can't believe you even started this without talking about Cody's hair. Do you not remember what happens in the opening scene? Oh, doesn't he put it in a ponytail? Well, this is the season we introduced the pony. So that's one thing. But in the opening scene, Mary and him are going out on a date night when she tells him about (gasps) going back to college. Yes. And she says, I love Keith Urban. Oh, I just love Keith Urban. Let's do your hair like Keith Urban. So she straightens his candy floss. Mm-mm. And I've honestly Mm-mm. never seen any. Mm-mm. I've Mm-mm. never seen anything Mm-mm. like it in my life. Uh, it was so awful that my eyes, I had to turn away. I just <laughs> had to turn away. It was so hideous. I rebuke this. I do. <laughs> it was Send rough. It back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else here? Um, sorry, my notes are like a little bit scattered because I was kind of glazing over at this well, point. McKelty um, has a boy over. So McKelty and John, we get this infamous talk about the danger zones. So Cody decides to have a sex talk, which honestly, I don't even want to give this life, but he talks to this boy in McKelty and says, quote, she has my biology. If she holds your hand, she will fall in love with you. You can't kiss because hormones go into your mouth. And And, stimulate you, right? And these wives are sat there going, yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad he said that. What the fuck are you talking about? You idiot. And John and McKelty are both like, uh, yeah, it's kind of a load of rubbish. But um, he was so the stuff he was saying to these two, he's like, you should never hold, you shouldn't even hold hands, you shouldn't kiss. It's danger zones. Let's talk about the danger zones. And he didn't even use the word sex because they're so terrified of talking about it. They just say you're gonna probably do things that you shouldn't do. Can't do it. Well, at one point, do you remember there, the teenagers are getting interviewed on the couch and they're joking. One of them's joking around and she's like, well, I guess we can have sex. We just can't mm-hmm. kiss during it because yeah. he only ever talks about don't kiss, don't kiss. Oh, it was really, <laughs> really just terrible to see how he was talking to them about sex or not. He also, it's also just so, I hate all this sexist shit of like, uh, you know, he's, he's mostly saying this to the girls when they bring guys over mm-hmm. and of course, and, of course. uh, the guy, John comes out, is that the boyfriend, John? Yeah. He's like, he's wearing a sweater and it's just a nice sweater or sorry, a jumper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to have to take your man card away for that sweater. <gasps> and he's like, do I need to get my gun out to talk to him? Ha ha ha. And it's oh. like, I'm so sick of this narrative of like the dad getting out the gun, gun. to protect the daughter's it, purity. It honestly makes my stomach turn. It Ugh. makes my, get your man card. Talking about someone that has candy floss hair, go and yourself yeah seriously wearing an affliction button up exactly yeah Yeah. that dude drives me honestly he gets me through the roof um and then i've just written um season seven gets wrapped up because um it's 
back to the sister wife's closet they decide to go and meet with investors my god <laughs> i have never seen so many cheap suits in one room <laughs> in my entire life they go and meet with these investors who obviously had not a single bit of interest and they were probably just people tlc grabbed from local businesses and they sit there and listen to this this you know this pitch by them and it is painful of course cody's there and it's just it's so painful kate it's like the kmart version of shark tank or whatever yes, that show's called that's exactly what it was <laughs> exactly what it was and that pretty much was like season seven right yeah that's really all i have about it yeah. yeah okay we should probably then move on to season eight all right we are on the last season that we covered which is season eight kate they're going back to utah and they do another road trip it's just as miserable and they're, they're all fighting you see chris this is the one where christine gets really um really upset right Right. Christine, I feel, is at her breaking point with Cody. And that's what was surprising to me is that it's season eight and it's several more seasons because she does spoiler alert. She ends up leaving. But Mm -hmm. But I was surprised at how bad it is. Yeah, Yeah. that's like season 15. Like it's already so bad. It's they're on, they're in these fucking RVs again and they're going to Utah and the whole reason is Christine's mother is going to move into Christine and Cody's house so um he's taking in the mother-in-law um and we'll talk about her but um they are going to go and pick her up so they're like we'll do a road trip and we'll go and visit this other Polly family now they're half driving a shitload again stopping these campsites with like remember with like 28 people and then they stop and um, Christine is just like losing her shit on Cody because there's a lot of stuff. You can see everything's building up with her. Like there's this one friend he wanted to visit. that was this friend from um, high school and he had said sent a message about getting rid of his wife so he could enter heaven because he's LDS. And that really got to Christine. And she's like, he needs to apologize. And Cody's like, what am I going to do? Be like a woman. And here we go. Be like a woman and say to him, oh, you need to apologize to my wife the misogyny and these outdated sexist roles make me sick and it gets worse because um christine says you know i do notice that um when i get the t- my time of the month when she has her period every month she gets uh pms and she gets it really really badly and there are absolutely like clinical um diagnosis for very severe pms and it can be you know depression it can be anger irritability a lot and then there can just be regular and who knows if she has you know really the clinical version of it um but she says i've noticed that around that time i get really bad and cody knows as well so when he asks me you know is it that it's not him being sexist and then we get and then janelle really pulls out i really like janelle i don't know if you remember this point kate they go and see this poly family Mm -hmm. kate do you want to talk about them (sighs) right so they're meeting up with the Colliers or Colliers, yeah. whatever. It's another plural family. It's this real country guy. Real I mean, he country. is like real country. Like he oh, has such a thick accent and you can tell he owns probably at least five guns. Oh, okay. we'll see the guns. 
Oh, I missed the seeing the guns. Oh, so yeah, Kate, you uh, got it right, but kind of wrong. It's not five, maybe at a zero to the end of that. 50. Okay. Yeah. Because they decided they were going to meet this family. And it's this guy that speaks just like Kate impersonated. And he, I don't know if he's got, it's, it's like he has that tobacco in his lip all the time, which kind of, I'm sure he doesn't really open his mouth. He just kind of talk like this. And he has a hat, always got the trucker cap on. That's all kind of frayed and de- like, he's a stereotype, right? Of a kind of semi living off the grid, protect my, my American rats. Very much like that. Cody's going, he's got two, two wives and he says that he met them both on the same week and um they were going to be adding another wife which was one of the friend one of the friends of one of the wives we never saw her but they were talking about that the two wives look almost exactly the same they did didn't they they look so similar um very manson girlfriend-esque with the middle parting and the no makeup and yeah Mm -hmm. and um he you see them um, talking about this and then um, they go out for dinner and they start going off these women and Robin's the worst of it all. I mean, Christine's bad, but Robin's worse when Cody starts bringing up this PMS a little bit. It's like, well, these women, I I mean, it was so excruciating when they, I mean, who's bad when they get to that time. It was like that. Who's bad when they get to that time of the month. And these women are like, Oh, I know I can be bad and I can be annoying. And he calls it. And this, this like country guys, like, you know, like their, their, uh, circles, uh, they, they match up. So, and the wife's like, yeah. And he calls it hell week. And then Janelle just goes, I am so sick of men reducing women to their um reproductive organs and i was like oh yes janelle and she stood up she didn't say this at the table she said it in her interview but she stood up at the table and said i can't listen to this conversation anymore and left and i was like good for you and then it was never really mentioned i don't think it could even notice to be honest because the next scene I'm just going to tell you what this says really quickly because it hurts me so much. Cody's in the interview and he goes, yeah. And then whatever this dude's name is, asked me if um, I wanted to go and see his gun collection. And look, guns are, guns are like wives. You can't just have one. And he goes to this man's room and he was like, it was like boys looking at Tonka trucks. He walked in and this man had handguns laid out in front of him. I don't know what type of guns because I don't know the technical names, but there were handguns. There were shotguns. There were at least 50 guns all laid out in front of him. And Cody was like, this is amazing. Wow. His gun collection was amazing. I think I had been watching hours of Cody at that point, And I was I, like, I don't want to watch the gun part. I think I skipped over it. It was honest. so bad. I couldn't watch more of it. It was so yeah. bad. And so the two guys over the guns were talking about women. I just, it was disgusting. Anyway, thankfully they left them, but they were like, God, these. And then the guy was like, the only, the only bad thing about this trip was that uh, it didn't, it didn't last long enough. And these two women next to him are like, ha ha ha. Oh, you're so funny and so amazing shows your guns again so then we get to christine christine's mother now bit we can lighten it up once again we're moving because they're packing they're, <laughs> okay christine's this is it they're moving again they're packing all of christine's mother's stuff up and she has a house full by the way so they have all of them 
packing once again with trailers and trucks and boxes. And Cody's, she, so Christine's mother got married straight out of high school to a man who took, uh, was in a plural marriage. And she actually left Christine's father uh, when Christine was like, I think in high school and or just finished high school and Christine's mother was like I couldn't do it anymore I couldn't live that lifestyle I was miserable I missed out on so much of my life because of it so she's enlightened in that way but what what I think is you see them all arrive at her house and Cody comes in I'm just gonna say it. there was sexual tension there was sexual tension between Christine's mother and Cody she's a very very young woman um, for having, you know, uh, an older daughter, she probably had a winch. I think she had a winch. She was like 17 or 18. She was very, very young. So it's not a huge age difference. She's very like svelte, take care, takes care of herself, was dressed in a little jeans. Mm. And I thought, huh. And Cody comes over and she's like cracking jokes with them and is like, let's take a walk, Cody. So she says, let's take a walk, Cody. And he's like, um, yeah, okay. So they walk around the house. Christine follows because Christine knows full well Cody's C- Christine's mother is in love with Cody. That's I'm just gonna say it. The sexual tension between them. You could cut it with a knife. Did you notice it, Kate? Honestly. I mean, I yeah, I noticed that she seemed very fond of him. Yes. Very fond. Yes. And look, I'm going to say I do see sexual tension between everyone all the time. So I may be the wrong person, but you watch it. There is something there. There's an episode that was uh, in maybe six or season six or seven. Remember when all the moms come yeah. and you, you find out that Cody's oh. dad and one of his, Cody's Janelle's. wives, Janelle's mom, I can't believe Janelle's about mom this. is one of Cody's dad's sister wives. I can't believe I'm speaking about this. Kate, thank you. I had put in this in notes so many times to talk about. Guys, Janelle and Cody are stepbrother and sister. How did we not lead with this? I am so glad I remembered to bring this up because that oh my. blew my mind. I'm like, they got this far into this series yeah. without revealing that like way to bury the lead that you guys are related. They, you knew they were trying to hide it. And I'm sure production found out and they were like, uh, you have to talk about this. So Janelle and Cody got married. His first wife was Mary. Mary. Then he married Janelle and Janelle, they got married, right? Had kids. And then Janelle's mother must have divorced, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Janelle's father met her her daughter's father-in-law. This is getting complicated. I get it. And went, oh, I'm going to marry you. So she goes to her daughter. So I'm marrying your husband's father. So Mm-mm-mm. Janelle's mum is also, Janelle's biological mother is also her stepmother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> It's so incestuous. I hate and Janelle, it. a step brother and sister. They also and they avoided it so hard to say it that way. Did you notice the way Cody spoke? It was like, yeah, so um, you know, they kind of met each other and they and, and they really liked each other. So um they got married. But this was long after, you know, Janelle and uh, I got together. But anyway, yes, it was great. We have a lot of family. And you're like, no, 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 back up a little bit there. Yeah, break, buddy. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. It 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 was outstanding. Hate it. So 
to, to, to wrap this up, they bring Christine's mother back. And then we have this introduction of these anthropology students. Okay. And I did some research on this. Okay. Go on. So Las Vegas university. Yeah, there is a university in Las Vegas. Sorry. <laughs> Very prestigious. So with such dicks. I know. Um, they were, they were two one was getting their PhD and one was getting their master's. Kate, I don't have a master's or a PhD. Do you? Hell no. I have a theater degree. <laughs> I have a bachelor's degree in theater from a state school. I have no place being judgmental. We have no place. But anyway, so they came, um, they came in and the whole thing was set up that these two anthropology students were going to stay with the Browns for a week to start study them for their thesis okay now i want to talk about them it's a guy and a and a girl a woman and the woman's probably 30s the guy's probably like early 40s and when i say both of them looked vegas i know i've used that term but she and i know this is going back like not a decade but it's going back a while but she's one of those women had a great like a banging body right but she wet she dresses like an old like a she was wearing a buttoned up polyester collared shirt the entire time. She was one of those girls that kind of gets up really early to get her makeup done and look pretty, but it's like really old fashioned makeup. If that makes any sense, like she would put these curls in her hair that were like, I put like 1980s curls and she'd wear like blue eyeshadow and a butt. Am I just, do you understand what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, it, it looked like she was using Mary Kay makeup. Do you mm-hmm, know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like she bought That's her makeup exactly from it. an MLM. That's and... oh, we'll get into LMM, M&M. That is so true. That's exactly, exactly what she looked like. And this cheap polyester collar. I'm just like, why do you look like that? And I mean it because... I mean, <laughs> I mean, because she she had like this banging body. She could have like done her hair like just a remotely fashionable. It was like this old, old fashioned, like what she saw her mother do her hair or something. It was really odd. It was really odd. She and doesn't then, have time to focus on that. She's at University of Las Vegas. But she was always done up. That is one of those people that was, you can see, wow, you spend a lot of time on yourself doing yourself up. That's awesome. But you look really, it's really old fashioned. It's weird. It's weird. Um, So then we, and we have the guy who just constantly wears a baseball cap and drinks. I always, I have to notice this stuff. And he drinks Coke for breakfast. Did you notice that, Kate? Yeah, that's a special breed. It hurt my teeth. And I'm (laughs) English with teeth, English teeth. So yeah. I watched him in every, so they stay overnight. They're there. And you see him just, downing a coke in the morning and i thought oh my teeth my teeth are really hot i have to i mean i I have to admit i've recently cracked a diet coke at like 11 a.m maybe or that's 11 a.m come on and and by the way when i'm hungover not not that that happens a lot or anything um when i'm hungover diet coke is the honestly that will cure every Mm. single hangover it'll cure a hangover straight away um so that's i understand that maybe he was hungover the whole time maybe because he looked like it and he's (laughs) super super atheist and he was divorced and so you had all this bullshit about him like 
oh, I'm we're we're all studying you. And then they went back to this so-called professor and gave all their notes. And I was like, this isn't, I was like, I know TLC sets everything up and we know this was kind of set up, but come on. So I Googled it all. And the guy put on his Facebook after this aired, he'd like, no, we didn't write any reports on them. It wasn't for our thesis. And we were literally two fans. They weren't, I mean, they were in, they were studying and they were anthropology students at the university, but it's like, it was, he's like, it was just like two fans staying with them for a week. So TLC had basically gone to the university and said, can we just get two of you and we'll claim that you're kind of doing it for your thesis. But he's like, we didn't write anything about them. They didn't have anything to do with our studies. You know who could write a thesis about them? I know. He can do everything. Jeff, the PL. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wait, I I thought you were going to say if anyone needs to write a thesis or do any kind of work, it's Jeff, the PA. Well, if Jeff does it, it's going to be in crayon. Yes. He writes everything in crayon because he's on the go constantly. <laughs> that lined piece of paper from their house and a crayon and he's good to go. One of the kids. Cre- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. We could. Can you imagine our thesis on this? It would be award winning. It would be published in so. Where would it be? Pu- it would be published on TLC blog. It would be that good. It would be on a TLC blog. That's, That's about as high at. as we could hope. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, and then also Mary divorces Cody. So anyway. <laughs> that... I was so excited when I thought it was real. Same. Kate, do you want to explain what it was? <sighs> yes. So they kind of trick you a little bit because mm-hmm. at first they frame it as Mary just saying, I decided I've thought about it long and hard. I've decided I'm going to go see a lawyer. You see her going into this office and she's like, I am going to divorce Cody. And I about fell out of my chair. I was like, yes, Mary. Yes. And then she's like, because I want him to be able to marry Robin so he can adopt her kids. And I was like, okay. Again, Robin. Again, she's getting it all. And they go through with that. So Mary tells the uh, Mary. (laughs) Mary tells Robin who cries, obviously. Cody's kind of like, uh, yes, uh, but I have to act like I'm just, dis- oh, wow. Um, huh. Are you sure? Yes. And then, um, he tells Janelle and Christine, Christine's just crying and you're so amazing. And Janelle's like, you fucking bitch. And she basically is asked by the producers, what do you think? And she's like, I, um, no comment. I don't have anything to say right now because those two hate each other the most. Janelle and Mary don't get on at all. Yeah. And they keep trying to reconcile, but they just don't get on at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they divorced, and then I didn't even watch them get married. Did they get married, Robin? And because then Mary is the whole time going, I don't want to know when you get married because then that's your anniversary, and I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't they did in season eight. I don't remember them showing it. No, no, I don't think so. And then it starts, see, that's when it gets interesting. Then Mary's like, yeah, I don't want you to have like a big ceremony. Let's just have someone here. And they're kind of like, well, maybe we should. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know that yeah. Cody and Robin went home and had a super crazy night and did two extra minutes of missionary. Yes, they No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just going to say this. I think I think there's a lot going on in the bedroom. I'm not saying it's, it's good. Right. I know. I think there's a lot going on there. I think Cody 
is um and this is by no means complimenting him but i think he gets stuff done i think the stuff he gets done i'm not saying he's good i'm saying he looks at himself in the mirror the whole time but i mm-hmm. think he is experimenting a lot with robin the other three mm-hmm. yeah it's missionary but well, i think there's stuff going on i was reading online that because I, I was kind of skipping ahead to see what's going on now. I was reading the oh, current right. news and it's revealed that him, I think it's him and Janelle mm-hmm. have not had sex for a decade. Like, I don't think he's sexually active with, I don't think he has sex with anyone except Robin. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm s- Okay. I'm shocked because we all suspect it, right? So we all, obviously we all go, he's not having sex with her and he's not having sex with her or whatever. But the fact that they actually admitted it, are you... Yeah. Th- <sighs> Cody, I mean, there is no affection between them. So when Christine, as we said, spoiler alert, Christine leaves him, I'm really surprised Janelle was still there. I don't get any of that. Yeah. So uh, in the latest tell all Janelle, well, Cody admits that he's not in love with her (laughs) and they're talking about their sex life or lack thereof. And uh, it's like, oh, we're good friends. We get along well. It's a committed partnership or whatever. Wow. You know, that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I, I kind of suspected it was all going on, but Janelle doesn't want to be bothered, but she doesn't want to have sex with him, by the way. It's not like she's, you know, he's the one that's, you know, she doesn't want to have sex with him. She wants a quiet life. She had six kids by him and having sex six times with him would be a chance. That's enough. Enough is enough. So I think she just went, you know, I Janelle is probably there. I think you learn a lot about Janelle and I think she's there because she's a second wife and i think she's like i'm okay with this i like the big family i'm fine with not having sex with them i'm um i can do my own thing and really i don't get bothered i think she likes the structure well they don't have that much structure they're kind of just not organized at all but there is like there is structure like the mm. the kids are all playing together they, yeah. so her kids are entertained right <laughs> but what makes me sad is that I don't think the other three women were getting that much physical affection like they must just feel so yeah. lonely in that way and they're not having sex and so they're neglected I I think Christine is the one that comes out worse of all I think yeah. Mary she married him knowing there were going to be more and I think she's fine also with well, I want to go to their Instagrams. We don't have a lot of time left, but I okay. do want to say, listeners, just their Instagrams. Every single one of them is in an MLM. If you go on, there's Lulu Row, which <gasps> everyone knows. Is it Lulu or Lula or Lula? It's just watch Lula Row. Did you watch the doc? Of course. Okay, obviously. Just watch the documentary. It's basically a massive scam. People are losing hundreds of thousands of dollars no i'm not laughing at that but it's it was just a, when we say lmm it's multi-level marketing so it's a pyramid scheme essentially yes. it's like herbal life it's all the and kate all three of the wives are doing it 
go on their Instagram. You have Mary is doing some shake with her daughter. Um, the other one, anyway, but I went onto Mary's Instagram. She's living a life. She's friends. She is out traveling. She's doing a lot. And it's all photos. She looks very happy. Um, Janelle is with her kids. She seems pretty happy. Christine is like Dunzo with him and has her own show on TLC cooking with Christine alone. This is alone (laughs) at the end of it. Good. So really, Cody and Robin, I, I don't know if Janelle will ever leave, if Mary will ever leave. I think they're all kind of like, look, we have our houses. We have a friendship. I think there's a friendship there and but the sex and intimacy yeah i just think that it would be well and you know next time we spin this on the wheel of shame next season something big happens with mary is it the next i looked oh, it up oh my god it is no okay okay shh, shh, shh. okay we can't okay i won't spoil I, it I won't no spoil i know it. you won't spoil it but don't even say more because i want to say more if you say more i'll say more so okay. let's okay. okay okay but there is something very very interesting that happens okay so we need to okay move on let's see yes. rating kate what is your rating for seasons five six seven and eight of sister wives i rated this we rate on a scale of zero to 600. We got, I pulled, we pulled that number from, uh, my 600 pound life, uh, one of the most popular shows on the network. And so the amount of learning, okay. So I did 189. 189. Okay. Cause it, it, it's, it's a lot of repetition and I was, I wasn't learning new things about them for a lot of it. I'm going to give it 243 because my anger grew. My anger grew as I watched more. So I'm going to give it 243. Um, Let's get to Wheel of Shame. Yeah, let's get to Wheel of Shame. So guys, we have, um, so for next week, we're back to doing two shows, unless we get a monster one right now. I think we're back to doing two shows next episode. We're doing Welcome to Plathville and Mm -hmm. whatever we pull next. As you know, we're going to the Wheel of Shame. We have nearly, we need to add to it, but nearly all of the shows on the TLC network. We're going to spin it and we're going to pick our show for next week we already have welcome to Plathville and I'm Alaskan women looking for love or the one that I saw recently catfished I catfished my kid that's <laughs> one that I really want to see Kate you ready to spin spin it love off the grid love off the oh, grid. love off the grid as well shit there's a lot god what if we get a massive one now okay spinning we're coming to okay we passed this way it's not getting that oh god what is this you're gonna have to check if this is on there it's called the blended bunch it's another massive family dude oh can you check if we check i'll check the um let me see (laughs) shit kate maybe it's not on there but this is like gonna be another huge family breeders the blended bunch so it's gonna be like stepkids and and that all hate each other or something one season 2021 it's new oh the blended okay so we can we have it and we can watch it okay oh god it but it's kate we're literally going to be watching the same thing again wait are they is it sister are they what no it's not sister wives no but it's just that it's a ton of kids dude 11 kids oh god (laughs) 
Real shame. <laughs> but there's one season. All right. So yeah, we're doing yeah. next week is going to be the blended bunch and it's going to be welcome to Plathville. Those are two uh two shows. So before we go, Kate, what should we plug? I think we should plug our social media, mm-hmm. our Instagram and our TikTok, our mm-hmm. Tender Loving Care Pod. Yeah. Tender Loving Care Pod. The Twitter is TLC Poddy. Yep. Um, our email address to reach out uh, to us about anything, including um, Cody's candy floss hair um, and agents in the field, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. And as I already plugged away, well, I will plug again. Um, my Etsy store, you can find my Instagram, a Brit in the sun, B-R-I-T, um, in the sun on Instagram. I have a ton of pop culture merch bags, um, t-shirts, Sonia's favorite t-shirt, uh, hoodies, sweaters, stickers, la, 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 lotsy, mm-hmm. lotsy, lotsy. Um, so go ahead and check that out and follow us on Instagram follow my store on Instagram, be a love, do it all. That'd be awesome. And tell if you like, if you like the show, it really does mean a lot for us. If you can just tell anyone, spread the word, tell your sister wives, tell your sister wives, tell the bus driver, window cleaner, tell Um, the fashion designer that's making your, your horrible dress. Yes, please. And as soon as she says to you, have you, have you got something else you can wear? Just say, have you heard about a podcast called Tender Love and Care? Question tell, mark. Tell the band at your marriage renewal ceremony. Please just get it out there. Um, we appreciate you. This has been brilliant. Uh, we have our two shows and who knows when we'll revisit Sister Wives, Kate. It may be a week from now. It may be 17 weeks from now. Who knows? It's all up to the wheel of shame. It's all up to the wheel of shame. God bless the wheel of shame. All right. Well, everyone, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week and we will be speaking to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.